Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Actually, to be very honest, I spent 17 years, this is a true story, teaching Bible at the uh, uh, county jail. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I, I actually, I did. Yeah. I think we just found our new weatherman for our show, Bill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What if you, if you want to know what the weather is, fine. If you want to see a lot of goofy pictures, gets going. <laughs> Skilling is such a nice young man. But he ought to spend more time with the science instead of them dumb pictures of Lily Johns with a sunrise. Who, who the heck cares about a sunrise when it's 40 below zero? <laughs> that is Roger Treemstra. Um, we're honoring him today. He passed away at the age of 92, one of the longtime meteorologists with the WGN family. That was audio from the 2018 WGN Walk of Fame when he was inducted, <laughs> he took and Tom Skilling's with us. He he threw a few arrows at you, Tom. Oh, I I'll tell you, you know, Roger was never shy about offering advice. Uh, he <laughs> would often uh, say that he taught me everything. I uh, taught me everything I know. Uh, you know, so and it's quite interesting. You know, uh, we're doing a program on climate change tonight. Years ago, Roger was talking about this before anybody was and uh, was really on top of it. And I had the chance uh, with Sherry, Roger's lovely daughter, and uh, her family to join Roger in Munster. We did a book signing down there for Roger's book, Cooler by the Lake, which is a wonderful autobiographical look at an amazing life. In, in so many different ways, um, in terms of a beautiful family and a fascinating career. You know, he and his wife, Jerry, and he lost Jerry after 73 years of marriage, wow. uh, met each other in Highland, Indiana, and were married for 73 years. And when I visited him uh, in Munster uh, during the book signing, he had a picture of Jerry on the wall. And he said, uh, you know, he said, I miss her every day. Um, so I guess he and Jerry are together again and, um, that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. 73 years. Uh, somebody just sent a text and said, I would like to believe that Bob Collins is sharing his bottle of Jack Daniels with Roger today. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Tom, probably going on. Yes, just I, the idea that, uh, Jerry would spend 73 years with Roger speaks to her integrity and patience. And I don't know what else. <laughs> well, you know, isn't that the truth? Uh, you know, no question about it. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Steve. That's a lovely family. They really are. And, you know, that book that Roger put together is amazing. What a career. I mean, this was a guy who was a military meteorologist, went into broadcasting, worked at several television stations here in town, and, of course, worked uh, at WGN uh, and could tell you stories about all the the big players at GN, Bob Collins, Wally Phillips, Orion Samuelson, Max Armstrong, you. Um, you know, I just, uh, this guy really had a storied career. And on top of that, he was a businessman. He had a pizza parlor that was successful. I remember he 
I remember the day that he bought the, uh, the, after the Bozo show had gone up there, he bought the organ over at WGN to put into his pizza parlor. <laughs> pipes in the southern suburbs. Pipes and pizza, and, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it was a favorite uh, spot for folks. And he also had a skating rink down there as well. So, nice man. He, and on top of that, he was an engineer, worked for Amoco, among other companies. And he, he told me that it was there that he became concerned about some of the chemicals that were being produced and the way they were interacting with the environment. And I thought that was very interesting. But um, a nice man. Uh, when we got together a couple months ago in Munster, he was as sharp as a tack, a little frail. And his daughter, Sherry, told me, you know, I'm a little worried at times he loses his train of thought. But uh, I'm telling you, when I was with him, he was sharp as can be. And the turnout was amazing. I mean, Roger had legions of fans. And uh, so folks came. It was a lovely day. It really was. We had a wonderful time. So uh, uh, he, ca- he came to WGN-TV and WGN Radio in 1967 as a backup weatherman for Harry Volkman? Yeah. Harry Volkman. They needed somebody quickly, and so uh, Roger was put on the air, and he continued uh, at WGN from that time forward. And I believe he was at, at Channel 7 for a time and may have yes. been one of the other stations as well. But um, Apparently yeah. he didn't retire until 1998. Oh, my gosh. What a storied yeah. career. And, and Tom... It is interesting that you mentioned he was ahead of his time talking about climate change. And before we let you go, I want you to tell everybody what the piece is about tonight, because you've been doing it every night. But tonight it is the 30 minute piece on climate change that you've worked so hard on. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I can tell you for a fact, somebody would be, would have been watching that show uh, would have been Roger because uh, he was very into this and way ahead of his time on it. Yeah, we're doing a program. It starts at 7 o'clock tonight on WGN, and we're streaming it on all the streaming services that folks may access it on at 7 o'clock tonight. And it's called Forecast a Fragile Climate. And I'll tell you what we did with that. We went out to Goddard, NASA Goddard, outside of Washington, D.C., talked to the folks that build satellites who measure Earth's ice and water and temperature and ocean temps. That was a fascinating visit. And then we went out to Lake Mead to see the trouble they're in with that reservoir. That's the largest reservoir in the country. Its services provides 90% of the water to Las Vegas, but also water to Phoenix, San Diego, Los Angeles. It helps in providing water that irrigate the crops in Southern California that make up one-third of the fresh vegetables we buy in the store and two-thirds of our fruits and vegetables. The, the, uh, images, it, the images of the drop in water there that I've seen on the promos is just stunning. It, it, it is amazing, Steve. Since 2000, that lake has dropped 170 feet. That's like 17 stories. And we went out with one of the... Uh, uh, boat captains that goes out and takes people out to fish. This is a vast reservoir. It was built. Uh, it was built when or it occurred, uh, came into being after Hoover Dam was built across the Colorado River in the 1930s. It's now dropped to a level never seen before in all that time. It's 27 percent capacity, and we were out there bobbing around on the water in a stiff uh, southern Nevada wind on a beautiful sunny day. And the ship captain said, hey, would you, if you could, would you climb up to the top of that bathtub ring and, and drop into the water below? And I realized, 
wow, this no. that'd be like jumping 18 stories, you know, yeah. into the water. It, it's just stunning to see that. And with, then we went up to Alaska, and uh, there the glaciers are pulling back. There's one glacier we visited that yields 99 million gallons of water an hour as it melts, and it's doing what glaciers all over the world are doing. So um, quite interesting, um, and, and I hope folks have a chance to join us tonight at 7 o'clock. And thanks for the chance to say that, talk about this, because I know Roger would be very pleased about this, because he and I used to have discussions, and I was a fairly young guy when I arrived, and I wasn't as gung-ho about that as Roger was. Um, and, boy, have I changed my mind, um, you know, over the years. Well, thank you for joining us and honoring Roger today, and we'll be watching tonight, Tom. Thank you, Lisa. You take care. You too, Steve. Good to talk to you. And to the Treemstra family, our, our thoughts and prayers. Uh, we've lost a nice man.